Welcome to the 5P Under Podcast. It is a podcast where I ask an artist or a musician or writer or really anybody who creates anything five questions. They answer those five questions, and that's pretty much it. I am your host, Kendon Lusher, and I will let today's guest introduce himself. Hello, uh, my name is Branson Reese. I'm a comedian, a cartoonist, the the whole whole shebang. I make a webcomic called Swan Boy. You can read it at swanboy.com. I also, I used to do daily webcomics. You can find on my website, branson-reese.com, uh, or my Instagram, at God on Instagram, which, you know, I've had it long enough. I have to stick with that username now. Uh, I also, I have a, I have a podcast uh, called Rude Tales of Magic. It's a Dungeons & Dragons podcast i run with a bunch of comedians in new york it's very fun you'd love it if you're not listening you're a damn fool question one what is the best emo or emo skewing pop punk album for the worst day of your life the best day of your life and the most average day of your life i'll go in order worst day of my life i gotta go with uh the uh boxcar racers self-titled debut I'm holding out. There's going to be another. Uh, this album, of course, is called Boxcar Racer. came out in 2002 when I was in eighth grade. And you got to assume, I mean, at least a hundred of the worst days of my life probably occurred in eighth grade. So it's like the, you know, this album was there for me then. It's, we got a script, you know, it's, it's going to help me with other worst days of my life. Best day of my life. Oh, geez. I think I'd probably have, I got to pull it up. To, it's a, uh, an Alpha Beta Polythology by Cap and Jazz. I believe I'm correct uh, pronouncing that correctly. One of my favorite albums. Can't pronounce the the fucking name of it, but it's um, it's very. I figure you know it's, it's my day's going great. Why not? Let's just push it up even better. Most average day of my life. Gonna give this one to um, pretty. Good. I mean, if I'm having an average day, I might as well have a better than average. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this to um, truly just pulling one out of my ass here. I'm gonna go with. Uh, Rival Schools, United by Fate, another one that came out when I was in middle school that it's just, I like it. I don't know. Um, I wish I had more thoughtful answers for this, but that's what, you know, that's what I got. Question two. There's been a scientific breakthrough. You can put your dog's personality into any animal. And for the sake of this hypothetical, claws, teeth, etc. will be filed down to the point where they won't accidentally hurt you. What animal do you infuse with your dog's personality, and why would this be the raddest choice? The thing about my dog that I, there's, uh, I like that my dog is a dog. He's a little, he's the perfect size. He's out on a walk right now. I miss him. Um, this is Dodger, of course, for fans of my dog, who they, you know, and you probably you don't have to know my dog's name. He, uh, he's a little mutt. He's perfect. I think. I mean, I'm, I may, this is a cheat. I don't know if other people say this, but like, I would probably keep him in the dog body for as long as the dog is, you know, a, a dog's normal lifespan, and then I'd throw him over into like a macaw or one of those like birds that lives for a hundred years. So, and this way, it's like he lives the maximum amount of time. Which I'm cheating here, but also, you know, then he can fly, which I think he, I would want that for him. Uh, so that's my raddest choice. The if this is a cheat though, uh, I don't know, uh, a tiger. If that, I don't know if that's like the better answer for this. Question three: 
Marvel, DC, and Image Comics all come to you, hoping you will take over the writing slash illustrating of one of their superhero series. They're all offering you a ton of money, and you get to pick the entire direction without any interference. What superhero comic series do you take over? Give me the elevator pitch for the direction and style of this run. This is a no-brainer. I'm going to go Gambit, and I'm going to write and draw all... Or, I mean, I guess in this world where I get infinite money and create... infinite. You didn't say infinite. You said a lot. Um, but I, I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go... I'm, I'm going to say Marvel. Give me Gambit here. I'm going to go with Gambit, and I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to have a team of highly trained artists who all work harder than me, who can recreate my own style. I'm going to write these, and it's going to be all about how Gambit is uh, a, a low-level con artist of ill repute. Uh, and I'm going to get to the bottom of his accent, which, you know, a lot of... I'm going to fix up the canon here. I think a lot of the Marvel uh, writers in the past have written this Cajun accent as just straight-up Pepe Le Pew French. And I've got, I'm going to explore uh, the discrepancy there. So that's my, that's my angle there. Question four. A telephone rings from the kitchen. You follow the sound and find a phone that hasn't been there before. But you pick it up because curiosity overtakes you. As soon as you say hello, a wormhole sucks you into a parallel universe that is nearly identical to your universe. There's even another you there, living your exact same life. The wormhole dropped you right outside your residence with no shoes, phone, jacket, wallet, and on the other side of the kitchen window, Other Branson fixes a sandwich. You know for a fact that you cannot go back to your own world because a scientist walks up to you and says, Um, hey Branson, cool device, huh? It'll take me um, about 70 years to make another, so... You can go back home then. Um, hope you can hold tight until then. You have 70 years to waste in this parallel universe. What's your plan to survive? And what sandwich was Other Branson probably making? This is a long question. It's basically like if I could, I'm, I'm transported to a reality where I already exist and I have 70 years to sort of fuck around and do whatever. What do I do? That's, I mean, this is a tricky one because that's how I already sort of approach the reality I'm already in. I guess in this one, I'm going to, um, I, I mean, it, you know, I don't have, this one's interesting because it, it implies that I don't have a phone jacket or wallet or like identity or shoes. Uh, so I guess I have to get a job in this world. And a lot of like the jobs I would want are already taken by the me in that reality. This sounds like a, a trap. I, this sounds like a bad space for me to be in. Um, I don't know. I've got 70. It's also, it's like if I have 70 years in this world to just like figure things out, I'm dying in this world. I mean, like, you know, I should be so lucky as to live to 101, but I, I'm not counting on it. I don't know. Maybe I go full health nut so I can survive in this world for 70 years before I come back to my own. I don't know if I come back you know, as, as good as new, or I come back to my current world and I'm a hundred. I don't know. I'm a little confused by this one. I will say the other me is fixing a turkey sandwich. Probably that's like the most likely case for, for what I'm, I'm doing. Um, I don't know. Maybe the, I don't get to spend as much time with my family as I'd like. Maybe the, the me of, of this world, I just go, I go live with them and I spend more time with that. That's a sweet answer for that. They would love to hear it. They're not going to listen to this, but they, you know, if they would, they would love to hear my answer there. 
Uh, so that's my that's my what I would do. I mean, also the question was, I have seventy years to waste, and I don't think that would be wasting it. I don't know. Maybe I go to a bunch of amusement parks. What's my plan to survive? I don't know. I become a phantom of the opera style fixture in different amusement parks, and I I ride the rides all day until I'm sick of them. Uh, there's an urban legend about the the skinny old man in the uh, amusement park and. I don't know, it's, I'm having trouble imagining an answer to this that I don't die pretty quickly. Last question. Swan Boy, your comic, just joined your D&D group. What is his character's class, name, character alignment, and general approach to the game? How fun or unfun would he be to play with in your party? I guess we'll just go with this. We'll do, we'll, we'll go right down the line here. His character's class, I think he's gonna play Barbarian straight I don't I think he's a real like he plays chess like he's playing checkers you know it's like every piece is he just uses them all like rooks um so he's gonna be a real like how how do I kill this guy get let me roll a d20 then a d12 that's like his play style he's a real um what's it a murder hobo is the term he's just like not interested in any intrigue uh, if, if your storyline is is about like oh who said she he said she said like he didn't play that he just like he's always like cutting Gordian knots so that's his class his name I think so this is gonna be uh, I think the the you didn't ask but the race he would play I think he would try to play a goblin which is like not every DM would go for it but I also think not every DM would go for Swan Boy in general so I'm just assuming they're gonna you know let him do his thing so I. You know, he'd play a goblin. Uh, I think he'd do goblins the same way I do, where they all have disgusting names. Uh, I don't know, like Toilet Head or something would be... Or uh, Cornholio. I think he'd go He'd go with the Beavis and Butthead reference. He'd play a goblin named Cornholio. Uh, alignment. I don't think... I think no matter what he says he's going to do, he's going to be playing as chaotic neutral just fine you know what i mean it's like if he's not paying attention to what he's doing and he god knows he's not he's gonna veer into chaotic neutral territory uh and that's i think that gets into his general approach to the game too which is like he's there for a good time not a long time i don't know it depends on the strictness of the dm if he's playing with a strict dm he's popping in for two sessions and dying and then and going on his merry way. I don't think he'd be upset to die in a game of Dungeons and Dragons. How fun or unfun would he be to play with in my party? I don't know. I I would be happy to play. I think he'd be fun. I think he would um, accidentally like open up all sort of story opportunities by just how reckless he would be as a player. Uh, but I think he's an acquired taste. I think if you're the, if you're playing lawful good, I don't think you're if you're playing a paladin. I don't know if you like. Or having a good time with Swan Boy in your part. And you know what I mean? If That's just his play style, man. I don't think he's... He's not doing it to hurt anybody. Um, but it depends. If you are... If you're strict, if you're a real rules lawyer, I think you're gonna... Um, I think you're gonna try to, in real life, kill him if he's in your... If he's in your party. Uh, and that's the... That's my answer to the five questions. I hope this was uh, fun. This was very fun for me to answer these. I hope I... I gave all right answers. All right. Uh, uh, good night, everybody. That's all for this show. Thank you so much to Branson for answering these dumb questions. Please rate and review this podcast on the Bearded Gentleman feed. And check out our other podcasts and shows if you want. Thank you. Bye-bye.